Welcome to the Senior Pet Podcast, a show dedicated to giving our senior four-legged family members their happiest and healthiest lives. Now join our senior pet experts, veterinarian Dr. Stacy Bone and animal health insider Ron DeVries as they discuss why old age is not a disease. Welcome everybody to the Senior Pet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, veterinarian Dr. Stacy Bone, and with me is my co-host, Ron DeVries. Ron, how are you? Stacy? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Ah, you know what? No complaints at all. I'm kind of excited about this episode today. We're, we're doing something a little bit different. And as those of you who have listened to multiple of our episodes, you know, we, we actually do, believe it or not, contrary to probably what a lot of people think about, we prepare. And we prepare <laughs> sometimes weeks in advance for these episodes because we try to cover what we think is the most important aspect of whatever topic we're coming about. And I've got a lot of knowledge crammed into my brain and Rod's got a lot of knowledge crammed into his brain. And sometimes getting that knowledge into our mouths and out is a little bit difficult. So it keeps us on track so that our episodes don't end up six and a half hours, which can certainly happen. Yeah, It's been close. <laughs> it feels like it's been close anyway. And then Ron's wife yells at us and she says, nobody wants to listen to a podcast that goes on for four hours. And, and we agree to some extent, but what we thought we would do today is a little segment that we are calling Ron and Stacy take on the internet. And this is a dangerous game that we're about to play. What we thought would be interesting is if we went to Google and we just typed in, why does my senior cat or dog blank? And then we would take some of those top searches and we would just talk about them to see if we can answer them. Maybe a little bit better than Google. I would hope maybe a little bit better than Google, but you know, the, the opposite of that is, is that these are things that people are searching. So maybe we can help answer these questions for you if you've thought of this as well. So Ron, what do you think about that? I love it. Anything that's top of mind on the internet is top of mind with the people that have, uh, asked those questions on the internet. So, yeah. And I think that, um, hopefully we'll get some really good questions. So with that knowledge in mind, no, that we we haven't really prepared for this. Um, so we're going to, I literally have a laptop sitting next to me that we're recording on. And so I'm just going to flip to Google and we're going to type in and we're going to answer the first question. So why does my senior cat yowl? Mm. Y-O-W-L. So Ron, why do senior cats yowl? Well, I'm not sure if yowl's a term that we use north of the Mason-Dixon line or not. But it, it, I would use cry, yeah, um, holler. Yeah, well, holler maybe south. I'm not holler. sure. <laughs> well, I'm using the E-R, not the A. Ah, yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. Um, boy, that's a, a great question. Um, as somebody that doesn't own a cat or have a cat, I don't think the word owning a cat ever really fits uh, other than the financial responsibility. <laughs> right. right. Um, why does a cat yowl? You know, my guess is there's a variety of, of reasons and, and you'll probably never know until you actually step on the exact right one. Yeah. There's, cat. there's two that, that pop to top of mind for me. Um, the first is hyperthyroidism. So hyperthyroidism is a topic we'll cover. It's an overactive thyroid. And as part of that syndrome, they become very hyperactive and typically at night and they'll, they'll kind of 
they'll be way more active and they'll pay, they'll pace all over and they'll cry. And it, part of that's they're hungry because their, their thyroid is going on an overdrive. Their metabolism is kicking up. So they're a lot hungrier than they would be otherwise. And then part of that's the disease process itself. So that's one of the things that I think about whenever an owner says, you know, all of a sudden my cat's very active and crying all throughout the night. The other one is interesting because it is a condition we see in dogs, but the the signs are completely different. So, Ron, if I was to describe a disease in senior dogs that causes dogs to pant, pace, um, act confused, stare at walls, sometimes get trapped in corners, what disease do you think of with that? Uh, cognitive. Absolutely. So this happens in cats as well. We actually think cognitive disease may be more common in cats than it is in dogs, but the primary symptom is yelling and howling and yowling. So we will see that in in senior cats as well, and it can be an abrupt change. And again, it typically tends to be more at night than during the, the day, but that's the number one reported symptom with it. And how do most cat owners deal with that, especially when it's related to cognitive issues? I'll be honest with you. They, they often don't. And, and as one of the reasons why we developed this podcast, I think that this is a missed diagnosis by both pet owners and veterinarians. I think a lot of times we'll say it's behavioral, which is not a great answer <laughs> um, because it is technically it is. But that's a very generic like, you know, 20,000 foot, uh, uh, you know, answer. If it is cognitive disease, there are a few things that we can potentially do to help with that. And I won't discuss that on today's podcast, because, again, that's a that's a multi-parter where we'll talk about cognitive disease at some point, but that would be, those would be the two things that would pop to top of mind. A few other things would be pain, you know, and, and those kind of things. But I, I would rule those two things out the, the second you told me that. Or if they can't open a door and they're right. frustrated, right. then they'll yell. Right. Well, I just think it's so interesting though, that you have a disease that's very common in senior pets, but the, the symptoms are totally different between dogs and cats. So it is interesting that the number one symptom in dogs is social interactions. Like they, they don't come up to you. They'll become withdrawn and things of that nature. Cats are the opposite. They'll yowl and holler and, and walk around the house. They're so, letting you know something's wrong. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Go ahead and uh, let Google know we've handled that question. <laughs> done, Just done. Ch- check that off. Yeah. Um, let's look at, let's answer a dog question. Why does my senior dog sleep so much? That one seems intuitive, doesn't it? Yeah. But I guess it's not. You know, my my first thing is, well, because they're seniors, they need more sleep uh, to recuperate from the activity of peeing and, and eating. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it just seems like sort of life's normal progression is we start sleeping a little bit more. And and I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, I, I do think that that's normal. I will always put the disclaimer on there. And we, you know, we've talked about this, I feel like ad nauseum, but we're not going to shut up about it, which is make sure that there's not something going on, you know, make sure that your dog isn't sleeping so much because they hurt and they don't want to get up and move around. So you know, as a general rule, I think that, yeah, our senior pets sleep more, but they should still be interactive. They should still do the things that they love to do. If you walk your dog regularly and 
all of a sudden one week your dog's not going on walks and doesn't have that zeal and enthusiasm for the things that a week or two ago were things that they enjoyed doing. To me, that's abnormal. If your dog goes from you know sleeping 12 hours a day to sleeping 20 hours a day in the span of a week, that's going to bother me. So, I mean, I think that there's a qualifying statement that goes with that is that if this is a gradual change, I agree. I agree with Ron 100%. I mean, I think that this is something we see in ourselves. This is something we see in our senior pets. Yeah, they sleep a little bit more. But if, if this is an acute change, you know, over the span of a few days or a few weeks, get checked out because that may be something a little bit more medically related. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next question. Check. Why does my senior cat drink so much water? Well, I assume you live in a desert. <laughs> and no, you know, uh, Stacey, the, the first thing that comes to mind is CKD, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which is what? Uh, chronic kidney disease. Yes. Um, sorry. <laughs> Rare that I speak over anybody's head. So write that down. Um, yeah, that's the first thing I would I would go to. And that certainly doesn't make it that a diagnosis by any means, but it's certainly something that I would probably say, well, if this continues for any length of time, we will go see the veterinarian and and do some uh, diagnostics. Absolutely. And I, and I think that I agree 100%. I mean, kidney disease, very prevalent in our in our feline population. Diabetes can be there as well, and that can cause them to drink more water. Um, again, if this is something that changes abruptly, get in and get checked out. Like that's to me is a is a pretty significant change that can correlate with a lot of disease processes. You know, drinking more and by extension, urinating more. If we were to to put up a board here and list out all the diseases in dogs and cats, we would not have enough room <laughs> because I would say, and I'm not even being facetious here, I would say it's hundreds of diseases that can have drinking more and urinating more as primary symptoms. But I agree with Ron 100% um, kidney disease number one reason. I mean, we know that the population of cats that are over 15 years of age, which is what we classify as super seniors, you know, I, about 80% of them will develop kidney disease. I mean, it's crazy how common it is. So Stacey, um, I think along those lines, just know that when you see something like that, you know, you might not be looking at, uh, you know, your cat's last week on this earth. No, not at all. You know, get into the veterinarian, let them let them do a little workup on them and see what it is, because there's a lot of great options out there that are going to extend the healthy life of your cat. And and don't, you know, don't jump off the deep end is what I'm saying. Go do your, get to your vet, let them do their work. And I think you'll if, especially if it's caught early enough, you're going to be really surprised at how, how good of a life your cat can still have. And I agree 100%. Now, moving on to another dog question. Why does my senior dog poop in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Something we're all, Rod and I are both intimately familiar Yeah, I'm not going to say that that happened at my house yesterday, but I'm not going to say that it didn't. And, and uh, so that I take the onus off uh, our dog Faye. Um, she's she's very much a pickup versus a wipe up. So thank you, Faye. Uh, thank you, good nutrition. Pick, things like pick that. Pickup versus a wipe up. Yeah, that's probably the most benignly graphic statement I, I've heard in a while. Um, boy, I I don't know 
what the causes of that. Sometimes it's the fact that we're not getting them outside as often as we should be. I don't know if that's always the case. I don't know if their their um, system towards the, the, the rear end isn't functioning the way it once did. Um, but I'm certainly interested in hearing your answer, Stacey. And it's not an easy answer because there, there are a lot of things that, that go along with this. So again, it can be part of a couple of disease processes that I can think on the top of my mind. So let's start with this, that if your dog has been housebroken for a very long time and all of a sudden is not housebroken, that generally means that there's something going on, right? There's a process at play there because of the nature of our dogs and cats, right? Our animals are not vindictive for the most part. You know, your senior dog is not pooping in the house because they're mad at you. <laughs> um, you know, there's a reason there. And and those reasons can be pretty significant. Like, you know, one of the very first things we talk about is cognitive disease, right? You have a dog that now has confused in and out. And so they just kind of defecate where they stand. Um, certainly arthritis can cause this. And that's what a lot of people don't think about. But let's break that down a little bit. So when you have arthritis... How do you defecate? Well, if you've ever watched your dog, which we all have, they get into that pump handle position with that back arched and they'll they'll strain to defecate. They'll get it to come out. Well, when you have arthritis or lower back pain, that's not easy to do. That's not easy to do at all. So what they'll do is rather than get into that position, they'll sometimes constipate themselves or they'll hit what I would like to call critical mass. And basically where their colon is so filled up, that then they're inside and they look at one of you. And if you're not there to let them out immediately, what happens? Well, they got to go. <laughs> so they're going to go on the carpet. You know, yeah, certainly colitis issues, right? So large intestinal issues, rectal issues, things of that line. I mean, all of these kind of play into it. But I think to me, probably your two most common are going to be cognitive and probably that I hurt so I'm not defecating. So therefore, I'm going to defecate inside and, and take care of it. But the more frustrating of them is behavioral and cognitive <laughs> because that's much more difficult to treat. And that's a much more frustrating thing for pet owners because oftentimes we can't do anything about it. So to Ron's point, we make them, what did you call it? Swipe versus wipe. Oh, wipe what was up, it? Pick up versus yeah, okay. wipe up. So we do what we can to support nutrition. And sometimes fiber can help, things of that nature. Fecal incontinence is another thing we'll sometimes see as dogs age, but that's a different thing. That's where they're just dropping stool as they walk around the house. That's a frustrating thing too for a lot of people. So <laughs> again, it, it's tough. And, and I've had this conversation before with people where that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, which is that it becomes a quality of life issue. And this is a conversation we'll save for another day on quality of life conversations because that that's an important topic for senior pets. But you've had your dog or your cat for a decade, decade and a half, so sometimes longer. And if you're starting to resent them because they're urinating or defecating in the house, that's a quality of life issue. You know, there's a quality of life of the animal and there's quality of life of the interaction between us and our pets. And if you've had 15 and a half great years with your dog and you're down to the last three months and you're literally cursing because every time you come in, the dog is defecated in the house, that's a conversation to be had for your veterinarian. Because... Sometimes the answer to that, 
unfortunately is that we have to make some tough decisions, but because that quality of life has been disrupted. Those are really great questions or great topics when it comes to, like you said, Stacey, quality of life. And when are we at the end? Yeah. And we, and as a pet owner that's been through it, and as for you as a veterinarian, that's been over hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, yeah, those are the things that we need to be cognizant of. And those are the things that are going to take us for that last visit yeah. uh, to the veterinarian. Yeah. All right. So you think we got time for one more? Here, I, I think we do. Yeah, we're at 16 minutes. So we're doing right. good. Yeah. Um, so the cat question is, <laughs> what, why does my senior cat smell? Ooh, I know that uh, there can be more than one underlying issue. Typically, it doesn't have to do with grooming as much, if I'm, if I'm correct here. And it probably has more to do with, um, I keep thinking, well, it could be their mouth. Yeah, there could be some some concerns within their mouth. That's completely different. And then I'd say there's some issues with organs, maybe liver, or kidneys as well. I guess it depends on what the smell is, but yeah, I agree with Ron 100. percent So the mouth is typically a significant source of odor. The rear end can be a significant source of odor as well. So stool on the 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 fur around the rear end or even sometimes urine will collect in the fur like in the groin area especially in our senior pets if they're incontinent and they're laying down and they urinate on themselves or they leak urine that can cause a significant odor and so it kind of depends on what that odor is but i ron nailed it i mean i think that those are the big things it's just typically something either in the mouth or on the the fur someplace and typically around like the rear end and i can tell you that there's been many 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 times where especially with overweight cats that somebody's come in and said my cat smells horrible and will lift up the tail and there's a massive fecal mat you know what i mean that that's all collected which is a horrible day for all people involved but you can instantly fix that um and and you know shaving the hair around the rear end changing the diet so that it's a little bit more um firm and and making sure that you address the underlying cause which is obesity is a big thing as well so yeah, super. That's actually kind of a good question. I mean, honestly, it, it takes you into a lot of different topics. So the final question for the dog is, why does my senior dog shake? Boy, um, and, and uh, again, probably uh, a variety of answers are correct here. Um, cognitive issues are, are mm-hmm. certainly in, in play. Um Maybe just nervous, probably on the way to the vet, they get a little nervous. No, yeah, a little anxiety, but anxiety, absolutely. And, and in our senior pets, we do think exactly like what you said, which is where those two kind of lump together. It's typically anxiety in senior pets, as we, we've covered before, it is due to cognitive. I mean, they just don't understand where they are, what they're doing. What else? Whew, boy, the shaky one. That one, that one throws me a little bit. Um, Something nerve-related, pain-related. I think pain's a huge one. I mean, I think pain, you know, typically our dogs will shake or shiver when something's not right. And a lot of times we think about pain with that as well. Um, You know, I've had tons of dogs that have shaken and shivered um, because they hurt. You know, and once we get them on appropriate pain meds, we can get that taken care of. Um, You're absolutely right. So neurologically, we we do see tremors. 
And so, um, especially Jack Russell, so Bailey would have those and it's typically on, and I can't remember, it's typically on breathing and I want to say it's on inspiration that they'll hold, their whole body will tremble and it'll come and it'll go, um, in bulldogs. You can see bulldog head trimmers where they'll kind of like do this thing where their head, you know, bounces back and forth and that's a breed thing. But I, I would say that those are your big three, right? So um, neurologic issues, pain, and cognitive slash anxiety are, are your real big ones. I mean, it's not, you know, a dog who has liver disease typically doesn't shiver. A dog who has dental disease, unless that dental disease is really painful, doesn't typically shiver. It's dogs that have arthritis, spinal pain, things of that nature. Man, that was those that are actually, great questions. Yeah, actually, also, right? Turned out to be, to in my mind, a pretty good little segment there. So maybe we'll do it again. And there's some good questions on here that um, we can cover for another time, or even would be a probably valuable entire episode like this one, which is why does my senior cat keep throwing up? Because that's a that's a super interesting topic. Um, why does my senior dog want to eat all the time? Why does my senior dog lick everything? Why does my senior dog drink so much water? I mean, the list goes. Why does my senior uh, pet podcast co-host <laughs> want right. to eat all the time? Right. I don't know. I can't go into it. <laughs> right. So with that, um, we're going to wrap up this episode. We got some good questions in. Hopefully answer some questions that you might even have about your senior pet or questions you didn't know yet about your senior pet. And, um, you know, we're happy to do that. We'll do this again in the future. Cause I think it's a kind of a fun episode to me. And, um, with all that, we're going to kind of wrap it up again. If you enjoy these, if you really enjoy this kind of episode, let us know we can do more of these. Um, but again, please make sure you leave a review for us. Five-star ratings, help us to get our podcast to other people. If you have questions about your own pets or other topics you'd like us to cover, um, please email us at the senior pet podcast at gmail.com. And we will speak with you all again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the senior pet podcast. Be sure to subscribe to catch our next episode and follow us at The Senior Pet Podcast on your social media of choice. The information in this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional veterinary advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your veterinarian with any concerns about your individual pet. 